Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Speed Ladies and gentlemen, Hello, welcome hey, to Hero Movie Pub. Latest edition of the All American. Hey, hey. Hey, what? Josh from the All American Spook Show podcast? Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. Is this Adam from Hero Movie Podcast? Yeah. Look, um, I- I'm recording a podcast right now, so if you could, just, you know. Just what? Y- you know. Stop recording? Yeah. Not a chance. Look, 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 I'm sure your podcast is important and all, but this week we're reviewing Dr. Giggles, okay? And so with that in mind... I'm, I'm sorry, what? What? You can't be reviewing Dr. Giggles. We're reviewing Dr. Giggles. <laughs> over Bruce's dead body you will <laughs> well that can be arranged listen okay I, I tell you what I got an idea well that's a first hey listen okay <laughs> you got your show you need to get that recorded I've got our show that we've got to record what if we combined our shows no no it's just stupid enough to work Tonight, we call together the forces of evil to rise on this spooky, scary season. With our podcast combined, we can release upon this world a spooky season special so frightening that it will be worthy to be called the Super Spooky Special Crossover Edition. We call upon the spirit of George A. Romero and Sylvester Stallone. Give our podcast! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hero Movie Podcast, your greatest source for spooky hero movie discussion in the multiverse. I'm your host, Adam Fortress, and I hope you've packed a lunch because joining me today, he sees rapists in his hemorrhoid cream all the way from American Spook Show Podcast. Say hello to Josh. Hello. And he doesn't have to give you a squat. Here's Donnie. Nope. And he's back from the dead. He's actually on a podcast. It's Willie. Hey, hey. And he's more like the professor who would roll one with you. Professor Smoke. What's up? And from Hero Movie <laughs> Podcast, he hopes you've got protection. Sweet Sean Kovacs from the internet. I don't really care, but sure. <laughs> and of course, like a raw dog. <laughs> all brain function has ceased. Bruce Leslie. I'm pretty sure, Sean, that Adam was talking about steel-toed shoes, not 
whatever you're It could have been anything. I don't know what's going on here. Welcome back, everybody. Are you nunchucks for projection, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this is a special amalgamation podcast episode of Here Movie Podcast and All American Spook Show Podcast. And we have a uh, quite the crazy show for you guys today. Now, just wait a minute. Let me, let me explain what we are from the All American Spook Show Podcast for a second. No. We, we, we <laughs> got to get this pesky stuff out fine, of here. Fine, fine. We talk about horror movies. We talk about cult classics, cult favorites. We talk about uh, canon films. Uh, so that's a, a litany of things. And we've got tons of stuff we do over on YouTube as well. Uh, we, we talk over there about Grindhouse movies. Uh, we're we're going to be starting a series pretty soon uh, called uh, Hammer Horror in Order. So Ooh. we're literally going to be watching the, the Hammer Horror, you know, and thrillers in order as which they came out. Um, another one that we do over there is Spook Show Rewind because – Early on in our days, when we first started the podcast, Donnie wasn't on there. So we do the rewind episodes to kind of go back to the beginning and give Donnie a chance to watch those movies, rate them, and, you know, the other little gimmicks and bits that we do. So that's what we do here on the All-American Spook Show podcast. I'll say this. Like, uh, you, you guys have, like, just been – how long has the show been going on so far? A couple years? Four, four years. Four years at this point, and like you've gotten more consistent, and things have gotten just better and better and better. And uh, if you like, if you like here movie podcast, you're definitely gonna like uh, their show as well. And if you like their show, you're probably gonna like our show as well because there's a whole bunch of just stupid shenanigans and stuff that we do over here. Uh, and if you want to be like one of those uh, awesome people that listens to this show, uh, head on over to Patreon.com/slash HMP. Those people get pre-show, post-show, Dinger Zone, all that kind of good stuff. This uh, Dinger Zone episode, we talked all about uh, some horror movies. And stuff that is is the spooky scary season did i get that right bruce super scary season. super scary season i swear i wrote it down somhere and i think he's i think he's just i understand it's, a, it's pretty difficult it's pretty complex i don't know how sean caught on so quickly actually. I, you know it's he's usually he's usually a little quicker than i am on these things and I'll, i'm free to admit that I'm, I'm okay with that uh but if you'd like to get all those awesome things head on over to patreon.com slash hmp that's where we give all of uh all those cool stuff away or you could head over to patreon.com slash AA spook show where you get tons of awesome, probably way more cooler stuff over there. Such or as you can go to patreon.com Bruce Leslie and get my anime. Oh my God. I've made a monster. <laughs> <laughs> this was all supposed to be fun and games and it's all turned very horrible. <laughs> I, I don't think either of those things offer this one thing that we do. And that's called crapster piece theater over there. Oh. where we take the worst of the worst. You, you you go into it established with the fact that it's a it's a crappy movie. And then what we do there is we try to decide what level of crap it is. So we've got three, like it's kind of a three-tiered scale. <laughs> uh, ranking system scale. Yeah, however you want to put it. It's not star ratings or anything like that. It's um, floater. Well, so yeah. that, that that's tolerable that, you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you, en you enjoyed it. You got through it. <laughs> The second one is a sinker where like, all right, well, that was a little messy, but, you know, once again, you survived it. And then the worst, the worst of the worst is just diarrhea. Well, you know, you call that the splatter. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> as you were saying, as you were saying previously, you, you think that the, the worst movie you guys have ever seen is what's it called again? Blood camp. Oh, camp blood. Camp blood. camp blood might as well have been blood camp who cares but, but here's <laughs> the thing uh, camp blood and blood camp i promise you are way different movies <laughs> the the bottom the the bottom of the bowl is full of turds trust me 
yeah. the, the the top of the bowls, well, we've only had one quote unquote good one, and that was when we watched No Holds Barred. So, yeah, all the rest have been pretty bad. And nothing like a little bit of the Hulkster to make things good. I always say. And uh, oh, also uh, check out. Uh, I know you guys have a lot of merch and stuff. We have a uh, Dirty Baby merch available for you as well, everybody. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, we got our little baby. He's smoking a cigarette, and we're gonna have some more of that uh, uh, different uh, Dirty Baby art coming on down the line. So, uh, link for that is always in the show notes. All right, let's get into it, fellas. Here is the trailer for Doctor Giggles, and I want to tell you uh, just off the top here, it starts a little bit unconventional. I thought surely this couldn't be a trailer, but it is. Hold hold your horses. I got the textbooks, the diagrams, the cadavers. This is the real thing. Scalpel. Bigger scalpel. Better. Clean cut through the derma. Suction. Easy now. Retractor. And cauterize. Just nudge these intestines over to the right. Bone cutter. Uh oh. Nicked a bit of the liver there. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Pancreas. <laughs> That was the trailer for Dr. Giggles. Uh, Josh, give us a rundown on all the particulars for Dr. Giggles. I don't, I don't know if that trailer really helps sell anything. Oh, it sells it all the way. <laughs> Larry Drake's beautiful giggle populates that trailer. So beautiful giggle and smile and smile. Come on. Yeah, who could forget? <laughs> but, yeah, th this movie was released October 23rd, 1992, so it was actually 30 years ago, uh, you know, on the 23rd. Ooh. So Serendipitous. We have a habit of this on, over on the Spook Show where we just randomly trip on anniversaries and stuff. <laughs> it's happened a number of times. Uh, but it was produced by Largo Entertainment, JVC Entertainment, Inc., and Dark Horse Entertainment and distributed by Universal Pictures. Rated R, total runtime of one hour and 35 minutes. On IMDb, it's listed as a comedy slash drama slash horror in that order. <laughs> um, it was filmed in Portland, Oregon, or, you know, parts around there. And it went on to a worldwide gross of uh, a massive number of $8.4 million. I, I couldn't find a budget on this, but it couldn't have been much more than that. <laughs> give or take. I, I doubt this movie made any money at all, really. Um, such as we do over on the Spook Show. <laughs> we, we, we run through the top 10 box office of that particular weekend of October 23rd. Oh, nice. October 23rd through the 25th, 1992. So I'll run down the top 10. Number 10, Mr. Baseball. Ooh. Number nine. It, right? Yep, yep. Number nine, A River Runs Through It. Classic. Number eight, Night and the City. I've never. That's a know. Martin Lawrence film. <laughs> well, it's no Mr. Baseball. Uh, the, 
Number seven, Dr. Giggles opened up to $2.7 million in its opening weekend. Number six, also opening up that weekend, one of Adam's favorites, Pure Country. <laughs> Good stuff. Number five, Consenting Adults. That's the uh, story of uh, Professor Smoke's life. Number four, <laughs> The Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. That must have been a couple couple weeks into the Ducks run. Number three, Candyman. Oh, wow. So it had some... Uh, some stiff horror competition going on that weekend. Number two. Yeah, so it came out the week before. Yeah, yeah, that was in the second week, you're right. Uh, number yeah. two, The Last of the Mohicans. And then number one, Under Siege. That Oh, wow. That, oh, wow. I love it that Steven Seagal put, uh, what's his name, Daniel Day-Lewis in his place on who's the better actor than him. <laughs> yeah, that, that decided it there and forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Steven Seagal had been Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I'd pay twice as much for that ticket. Hey, I'd pay that for damn sure. A lot more fake karate in that movie. Listen, Mary Todd, we have to talk to the natives. They'll help us defeat the slavers. It's the only Lincoln movie where Wilkes gets karate chopped in the face. I challenge Jefferson Davis to an Aikido death match. But Aikido only. Uh, it was directed by Manny Cotto, who uh, went on, or before and went on to, uh, he directed a couple episodes of Monsters, that old anthology show, uh, Tales from the Crypt. He was a writer and producer of American Horror Story, uh, Dexter, uh, and the series 24. Oh, this movie oh wow. Was, this movie was written by Cotto and Graham Whiffler, who, you know, not much else that I saw worth mentioning that he did. Uh, it stars Larry Drake as Dr. Evan Rendell. Which is funny that they, they list him as a doctor, right? Even though he clearly is not a doctor, but whatever. I mean, uh, a doctor's a state of mind. Yeah, clearly. Uh, he would best be known for such things as Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, a couple episodes of Tales from the Crypt, which one memorable one where he dressed up like Santa and was uh, killing people. I don't know if any of you guys remember that particular episode. I can't think of the name of the episode, but it was one of the early ones, if not like the first. Oh, I one think I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in... Dark Man and Dark Man 2, uh, he was in a, a, a ton of episodes of L.A. Law. Where yeah, he actually, Lenny. Yeah, where he actually won two Emmys uh, mm -hmm. for his time on that show. Unfortunately, he passed away on March 17th, 2016, at the age of 66. He had some type of uh, blood cancer or something, so mm. uh, he's no longer with us. But it also stars Holly Marie Combs as Jennifer Campbell. Uh, she would best be known from uh, Picket Fences, Charmed, Pretty Little Liars. I mean, she's still active today, but mostly television. Uh, Cliff DeYoung as Tom Camel, that's her dad. Uh, he would be known from Shock Treatment, The Hunger, The Craft, and uh, one of Donnie's favorites, Flight of the Navigator. Oh, man, Flight of the Navigator is awesome. Uh, Glenn Quinn as Max Anderson. That was uh, Jennifer's boyfriend in the film. He would best be known for Roseanne, uh, the show Angel. Uh, unfortunately, he died young. He died back in December of 2002 at age 32. I didn't see what the cause was there. But oh, oh, wow. Drug overdose. Okay, well, there yeah, you go. That's, that's sad. And uh, going from that sad note to this up note, Dougie Doug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this movie tr as Trotter. Uh, he would best be known from, uh, he had a long run in Cosby. Not the Cosby show, but, you know, the one much later on, like the late 90s. Yeah, Cosby. yeah, yeah. Uh, cool Runnings, Eight-Legged Freaks, and uh, one of Willie's favorite movies, Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah. Different world. That dude's got a giant mouth. <laughs> you talking yeah, about Dougie Doug or you talking yeah. about Willie? Really? No. Oh, okay. 
Oh, oh my. <laughs> You're just, just throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> I guess I'll just sit here and swallow the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's, I mean, unless you guys had anything else you want to point out, you know, that's about all I had. I guess, now, what year did you say Larry Drake passed? Uh, 2016. So do you think that's why there was never a sequel? Because I feel like 2018 was when Dr. Giggles 2 would have been, like, perfect. <laughs> why? Why? What? Be, what is making you say that? He's Bruce because Leslie. Because, like, in 2018, I felt like this world could use another dose of giggles. Man, like, I, I, I like, I, look, I know that horror fans tend to, like, like latch on to something like you with things, but, like, they're they're like this movie is not a movie that is beloved am i right in thinking that like there's not people who are like massive dr giggles fans right well it's, it's because it's a crossover with comics i said i haven't met any personally right but i'm sure they're out there right i, I mean oh i'm sure there's there's fans for everything but i, I mean, mean i don't know of another legitimate uh high quality slasher like this where the uh, the the slasher murderer is a doctor or at least represents himself as a doctor. You just think how terrifying that is. Like, you know, you're supposed to be able to trust your doctor. To have this guy going around and murdering people is great. Murdering people's great. Bruce, Dr. Bruce Leslie. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you know what time it is, everybody. Oh, I know this for some reason has been on our list for a long time. I'm not a hundred percent sure why maybe Bruce will let us know. Bruce Leslie is why. And finally, you know, you, you wait long enough, good things do come true. Is that what and, they call it? Is that what this is? A and good you guys, thing? you guys now probably feel silly for not agreeing to watch this sooner, Mister and Portress. But this year marks the 30th anniversary of the publication of Doctor Giggles' titular comic uh, with Dark Horse. Yes, in 1992, we got a Doctor Giggles miniseries with emphasis on many because there were only two issues. If you bought both of those issues in 1992, it would set you back a cold five bucks. But if you bought them and hung on to them until current day, you could make a tidy, tidy profit. Because presently on eBay, the two-issue collection goes for, now are you guys ready for this? $10. That's right. In just 30 short years, they've doubled in value. You have no idea how happy I am to have a storage unit absolutely filled to the brim with these classic comics. I call it my giggle vault, and I plan on it being the sole thing to fund my retirement. I don't know Sean, if that's something you should brag about. <laughs> Sean, mm-hmm. imagine if you came to visit me during my golden years. And to celebrate the occasion, I made a pot roast in the crock pot. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make something nice and All great. right, I'm there I, so far. I'm there so far. <laughs> trying to remind you of the good old New England boiled suppers you were raised mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Now, Ugh. you have a piece of soggy brown meat on your fork, and you think, huh, Dr. Giggles paid for this. So how does that strike you, Sean? Well, now I love Dr. Giggles. See, you get the brown meat. I do. So the Dr. Giggles comic was published by Dark Horse, and in my opinion, the best thing about them is the gruesome cover art that was drawn by Doug Minkie. Of course, Doug Minkie of The Mask fame. And when I look at the horrific, gory covers and imagine Frederick Wortham rolling over in his grave, well, it kind of makes me happy. And speaking of making me happy, Adam, do you have a list? 
Well, if that wasn't enough for everybody, let me sell everybody on this Larry Drake vehicle. How many times have I said that on this podcast? <laughs> Too many is the answer. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, because How this, dare you? He is a treasure. It's true. This sucker's got everything. We got corny titles, including a game of blood vessels or animated baby bell cheese. Who's to say? Also, I'm pretty sure David Fincher ripped off this opening for Fight Club a couple years later. We got autopsy in a suit, bone saws ready, cops that remain too calm, plastic window licking a rooftop, or, or excuse me, a uh, roadmap Indiana Jones style, Bernard Herman ripoff score, generic rock and roll music, summer break, the place that people do it. Breeders Hill. Ooh, gross. 90s fashion is to die for or to die from. I'm not sure which. We got High School Luke Wilson, a rundown house, sepia tone flashbacks, uh, tire iron wall bashing, apple chopping, catchy song about a killer. Uh, one, a couple of my favorite quotes here. Don't just stand there. Start uh, banging. That's one of my favorite ones. As well as, uh, hey, girl, you want to wear my mom's lingerie? Uh, oh my god that is the, the most horrific part uh, it is the creepiest thing we in this got, movie we got crotch grabbing wing tips pocket watches uh underage drinking police rousing uh world weekly news house calling uvula action up your nose with it well not a rubber hose uh ancillary characters dropping all the movies exposition we got ferris we uh ferris wheel riding dr mario cameo that was pretty fun mm -hmm. we got uh jimmy jimmy dropping that's you know what I'm talking about. Thermometer jam and reverse ice cream. Uh, I know it sucks. Uh, inappropriate sax playing. Ooh. Uh, Funhouse mirror chase. Mister Fargus, uh, se who sells uh, lingerie in Seinfeld. He's in this episode. Uh, self surgery, backstabbing, Goldilocks, but with human hearts, and a rebirth scene that makes the whole movie worth it. Oh, and Larry Drake. Uh, did this? Did who? Who did he have dirt on? I'm not sure. This movie's got everything. How, first of all, I'm not going to have you besmirching Larry Drake. Larry Drake is literally the only reason to watch this movie. It's, it's, well, it's actually awesome. true. Yes. He is awesome in this movie, and he's a, he, he is an incredibly, like, like your my eye is just drawn to him with whatever he's in, whether he's the, the hilarious bad guy in Dark Man, whether he's the, the, the mentally disabled person on L.A. Law, to the point where... I can remember because I was a little kid when that show came on and my parents would watch it every week. I can remember thinking that he was mentally disabled until uh, I think it was Dark Man. I saw him and I was like, oh, hey, that guy, that guy is a uh, uh, he's a fully functioning person. That's crazy. I, I like to think that you first saw him and thought like, wow, this guy has really grown in a lot of range as an actor from a special needs guy all the way. Up. He is really he's stretching. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty good in those final season episodes when he actually became a lawyer, which was crazy. I don't remember that. They, they, he became a lawyer at the end of that show. Is that right? <laughs> he became a Supreme Court justice in the final. Okay, <laughs> I see. You're, you're, I see. You're having fun now. <laughs> Come on. It would, be kind of, it would not be beyond 80s sitcom to do something like that. Like Benson became lieutenant governor. They made a child a doctor. They'll do anything in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if there were, like, the final episodes when he got his law degree somehow. I saw somewhere where, like, I think he, he said in an interview that he used to have a problem with that because people would talk to him like, Right, special needs. Didn't understand. Yeah, <laughs> I want to tell you that you've done a good job. I'm a. I, I'm not. Are you stealing from my stand-up act right now? <laughs> Are, uh, maybe. I've seen I it enough you, I times. think you just did. I think you literally just did. All right, keep going. Well, he okay. said strangely well, well, actually, nobody ever recognized him as Dr. Giggles, which I don't know why that would be the case. I don't know. I have an idea. I just know that I am North Carolina's national treasure. So, uh, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs>
I've been the, the two other people that were actually uh, mentioned for Dr. Eagles was uh, Ted Danson and Matt Fewer. Uh, Fewer oh, would be great. I think Fewer would, would be awesome. great. I don't think I, Ted Danson's right because there's something there's something like like too charming about him. I feel like Ted Danson helps the box office enough that they make sure. a sequel and then Matt Frewer's in that. That was like <laughs> Matt Frewer's thing to come into the to the direct video sequel. But but he's just a cameo as Max Hedrum in that one. <laughs> Man, who is that TV. guy's agent and why why didn't he fire him long ago? That guy's great and I don't know why he didn't do more. I, I his career was going really well until that Generation X thing on Fox and then it kind of dropped. Uh, you're right, man. It was like, you know, he's the, cause he's in, he's in honey. I shrunk the kids. Right. Yeah. Like he's, I mean, I mean, he's on a gravy train with biscuit wheels and then it all falls apart. <laughs> As will happen if you've ever ridden on an actual gravy train with biscuit wheels. <laughs> but, uh, I want to just say that I was, had long been lobbying for this movie, but I had never seen it. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I long lobbied for it cause I wanted to see it, but I'm not going to just sit down and watch Dr. Giggles. Like you gotta have a reason. Basically, gotta be, I, I gotta make other people suffer. I think, we, yeah, we, we all do that a lot. Like, I'm I'm gonna sandbag on this one just to wait for that. I, you know. Yeah, and I watched it twice this weekend. And one thing I want to comment on is personally, production values much higher than I expected. I would put mm-hmm. production value here. Once again, we have no clue what the budget was. I'd put it higher than Full Moon, which I was expecting full somewhere between Troma and Full Moon, and I'd put it higher than Full Moon. So I am impressed with what they what they gave us. I think I was at that exact same level where I thought like, oh, this is going to be what the, this movie is kind of deal. And it far exceeded those expectations. Now, I'm, I'm going to play a game here that I'm going to call. I'm going to guess how many of them have actually seen this. So here's here's how I do the math. Uh, Donnie's a 50 percent. That's a that's a coin toss. He might have seen it. He might have not have. Right. Uh, Willie, no chance he's seen this one. Josh, I'm gonna go. I'm giving him a 60% chance on this. Smoke, I've got at a 90% chance. Boys, who has and has not seen this movie? I want to see if I'm good at my game. I I think your your numbers are probably correct. Smoke, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I, I you know I even I even handicapped myself at 90. I should have said 100. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You should have said like 99.9% or something. Yeah. Repeating. Gender. A little bit. Well, over. I'll put it. I'll put it this way: If it would have been, you would have had some more odds to, if you had said, let's say, I uh, did I see it when it first came out per se, like either in the theater, or on video when it was first released, or just seeing it in general. Because I was in the Navy when this came out, so otherwise I probably would have seen it when it first dropped. But uh, I had to wait a little. Bit. Not the screen, Not screening him. this movie on the ships, are they? The que- no, no. Did you I, imagine you know, being- I did see. <laughs> I did see Under Siege, though not at sea, of course, but oh. on base. They played under siege. I was, I was thinking like that's a good Obviously. one to watch on a submarine. <laughs> What's that? That's a good one to watch on a submarine. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I would that's say you double header. That's really what, the 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 bait with smoke is usually. Did he see it opening night or like the Sunday of opening weekend? That's usually. <laughs> Donnie, so, what about you? What what was the question? Had you seen it before this? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I. It was probably oh, late nineties. 
something like that. Yeah, see that and that's what, like a new see like that's what I like about Don. He's like he's he's a he's a he's a dark horse sometimes. He's just like sometimes he hasn't seen it, sometimes he's seen it. You never yeah. quite really know. But that's <laughs> ever since you like just this is a little bit of a Pat and Donnie on the back time, everybody. Since you got into the show, show got way better. Like I'm not just just you, but like it's the whole show got a lot better, and you guys gelled so much more uh, when when Donnie's come on. So uh, thanks, Donnie. I'm just. That's just me that's wanting a, to say that for everybody. <laughs> and just, it's a and fan. Just, and just so we're totally predictable, Will, you haven't seen this, have you? Never seen it. Boom! But I, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember seeing the uh, the the movie box at the uh, video store that I used to work at. And you box. were able to resist that <laughs> somehow. <laughs> just, it's for however many years it's been, almost thirty, almost thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> thirty years. So I just want to take like a straw poll since we got seven people there. There might be enough here to make this work, but, but I would put forth the argument that Dr. Giggles is better than the first leprechaun. Oh mm. man, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, I know I that, yeah, you know, there's a connection there too, by the way. I don't, yeah. I read somewhere that Jennifer Aniston tried out for the role of, which was a Jennifer, Jennifer in the movie. Yeah. 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 Huh. And, uh, and she would down. Did Leprechaun come out the same year or shortly thereafter? Yeah, she, I believe, I, I believe I saw that, that she couldn't take it because uh, filming Leprechaun. Oh, okay. So there you go. So whether or not Doctor Giggles Leprechaun is better, I know she probably would be better. Would would like it that she's best remembered for being in Leprechaun than if she had chosen Doctor Giggles. Artisan. <laughs> yeah. No. Whether, no one made you know, five un, unusable sequels to Doctor Giggles, but we did that with Leprechaun. <laughs> Well, see, I think that if Leprechaun gets six movies, Dr. Giggles should have at least three or four. (laughs) Easily. Now, we'll find out as we get toward the end here because we actually did Leprechaun, or we watched Leprechaun all the way back in episode 26 of the Spook Show. And there, our our consensus score, now this is minus Donnie, he wasn't on the show back then, was if you round it up, it's basically three stars (laughs) we gave Leprechaun, so... We'll you're grading on some kind of scale there. You're not like saying, yeah. no, <laughs> we, no, we no, go over no. the, the, the IMDB top 100. No. <laughs> Those you're, not, are you're, not comparing, you're not comparing and the movies that we do. I should say that as uh, you're not comparing it to, you know, grapes of wrath and uh, <laughs> all with the wind here. You're comparing it to reanimator, you know, so that, <laughs> what, what a great pull grapes of wrath was the first thing that came up. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I Boz Lerman grapes of wrath. Like it would make the depression look so beautiful. <laughs> a lot more singing happening. Depression in that looks one. like a bomb party, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. So you guys kind of go through and, and close as we'll get to the grapes of wrath, it'll be the apple by Cannon. We haven't done that yet. Oh, oh wow. Holy cow. Jesus. <laughs> man, that is a bad movie. That there, is a very our, bad movie. And there's our monthly mention of the apple. <laughs> yeah, we gotta slide it in somewhere. Yeah, you, you just gotta like I, uh, we've realized over the years that you just have to drop little bombs like that that are just kind of ticking in the background, and eventually Doctor Giggles comes around, and here you are. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> well, it, it makes Doctor Giggles look a lot better too, because yeah, uh, when you're watching a, a, a like a movie we recently watched that was garbage, Summer Camp from 1979. When when you watch one like that, you appreciate Doctor Giggles a little bit more. <laughs> Now, have you guys run across like alleged horror movies but then after you watch them there's some disappointment that there's not enough kills and not enough gore oh yeah yeah well, oh yeah giggles is not one of those thank goodness fortunately that's one thing i was surprised about was the amount of actual gore in this movie i thought that this could easily be one of these sort of bloodless kind of things where you're always panning away from the shot and stuff and like there's a bit of that but like there's enough 
there's enough gore to get away with it. It feels like they're doing something with it. Especially if you count in the red junior mints floating around on the credits. <laughs> oh, man. I, was, I, was gonna go, I was kind of thinking the other direction a little bit. I mean, it is, it is, it does have that gore in it, but I'm thinking it's a little bit of a product of its era in that the early nineties was not MPAA was not kind to horror movies, especially uh, splatter type slasher movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they got it gutted and basically they wouldn't let a lot of stuff pass you know. So you sure. signed that to the Friday the Thirteenth movies from that time period and the Halloween Part Four and Five from that era. Just they gutted those, or they made well the MPA didn't. They you know they they did what the MPA does and handed it back with a not being able to get the R certificate. Then they had to figure out what they could cut or whatever. And I remember reading about this movie that uh the director said the same thing. The MPAA they had to gut some of the even more gorier scenes that they had to where you would see mostly just the aftermath of some of the surgeries hmm. and botched surgery, you know, the, the Dr. Giggles gore factor or whatever was cut down a little bit. I think it would have been worse. I think it would have been worse if they, you know, remember when he shoves that, that tool up old lady Henderson's nose. Yeah. Yes. It went full total recall on that. That would have been more, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> the scene prior to that, you know, she's got her pills laid out on the counter. She's got the red pill laid out and then she comes back and it's a blue pill. And I'm thinking, you know, this is kind of like the matrix, but slightly yeah. reverse. She takes the blue pill. Well, she takes the red pill. If she had taken that, she could have gone to bed and woke up and been fine, you know, right? But she took the blue pill that Dr. Giggles left there, and then I guess she found out how deep Dr. Giggles' nose probe goes. But and he's pretty quick. That. He's pretty quick for a big dude. I'll give him that. Yeah, they're, like they're... Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> oh man, the pride of Asbury Park. Um, so here's a here's a uh, another question I guess I have here on this one for for you guys. Um, do you feel like it gets enough love for the scene? Like, like, I guess, what would you call it, Sean? Like the showcase scene? Like when you're making this movie, you know, this is the scene everybody's going to be talking about on their way out through the lobby. The I, one where I, the little kid cuts I, his way out through the belly. I'm not sure what your, I'm not sure what your question is. Can you say that again? I just wanted to get people's take on the scene. And like, why is, do you have any ideas on why maybe it's not one of those things that shows up every year on a top 100 scary scenes and stuff like that? Like, I had no idea that that scene of the little crazy boy cutting his way out of his dead mom's belly was in it and that is the scene of the movie like that should move this to cult status like i think that scene alone should be getting more love for this movie but i hadn't never encountered people talking about it. i don't know what you guys think about that scene why it may have failed or if it was a placement issue or how they could have used it better well you know i think that the biggest problem this movie has i mean just just looking at it from 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 a macro view is that i think it's not it's not cool like there's nothing cool about this movie, you know what I mean? Like when you bring up Friday the 13th or Halloween or even Freddy, you know, like th these are movies that people are like 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 kids are like, well that's cool. Like that's th that's a cool thing. Like I, I even if it, even if you're scared of it, you still think it's pretty cool. Yeah, you I don't, don't want to you don't want to dress up like Dr. Giggles for Exactly. Halloween. Speak exactly. for yourself over there, John. Mommy, I want to dress like Larry Drake for Halloween. <laughs> Give me oh, Larry Drake's hairline, please. Oh, man, you can see me walking around with the old leather doctor's bag that says E. Rendell on it. And whoever would recognize it, they'd get all my candy. You know I'd say, what? okay, you're the winner. Here's all my candy. You know what? Somebody, somebody that goes trick-or-treating, they're just going to have to have a, you know, a costume of his laying somewhere around whenever they get those wax lips. They just pop those in, and somebody goes, you're playing Larry Drake, aren't you? Oh, I love it. I think I think some of what you what kind of what you were asking, Bruce, about like why this movie maybe doesn't get the love, I think it's because it's so cheesy. Yeah. 
you know, it's cheesier than even some really cheesy horror movies of the time. All the one-liners. There's yeah. so the stupid many puns. Yeah, There's everything. Tons it, of them. And it gets worse. It seems like it gets worse. Maybe it just starts wearing on you. I don't know. But it seems like the puns, you know, they get worse, worse as it goes Ugh. along. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And then there's so much cringe type stuff like the you know what's hot? Put on my mom's lingerie. Let's oh, man. I see. I think that stuff, you're not going to get that anywhere else. You, you're probably no, not going to get any other not. movie that has mom's lingerie, which is something you can laugh at with your friends for years, and the creepy little skinny kid cutting his way out of the dead lady's belly. And, like, and, spend, like and that spending scene. way too much way too much screen time on this dude fishing a condom out of the toilet. And, yes. But, but, but <laughs> with it was, the toothbrush. It was comedy. It was also, but he not only mentions mom's lingerie, he mentions mom yet again just before getting busy with his lady. Oh it's like, Lord. are you for real? Will you stop mentioning your mother while you're trying to get some, my man? This is insane. Hey, he's gonna make he's gonna make some psychiatrist very rich if he no kidding. It. It's just like, well, it all started when I had my girlfriend put on my mom's lingerie while she was out of town that he specifically stole from her, so he could, <laughs> she was gonna bring it on vacation. He stole it so his girlfriend oh, could wear it. It's the best plot. In this whole stupid movie. It's like, what? I'm going to tell you a little confession here. When I was a kid. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Strap in. Somewhere between eight and six years old, like like young. And then I was over at this other kid's house. And I think his dad was like the preacher at the church I had to go to in the summertime. And me and the kid are just like, I don't know, playing uh, with Hot Wheels or something like that. Dr. Mario. No, definitely not that. (laughs) But then he's like, hey, I want to show you something. <laughs> and then he takes me to his parents' bedroom and he goes, Look at this. He gets down on his hands and knees, climbs under his mom's bed, and comes out with some Fredericks of Hollywood looking stuff. And he's like really excited to be showing me this. And I kind of had some flashbacks to that with the whole weird thing with this kid. Maybe that kid grew up to be this kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brought the it to the role himself. It's just like, okay, listen, here's what I got. You know, if you're that excited about your mom's lingerie at six, I can only imagine how you feel about it at 16. You got the ther- the, the thermometer death. Uh, oh, the thermometer know. death is so great because, first of all, I like I love the idea we live in a world where, like, there's just one of these long thermometers has got this ultra spike on the end of it and just like, yeah, we're going to put that in people's mouths. Let's go right ahead. That sounds like a great plan. You've got the. Well, at least you didn't do it. At least, you, at least you didn't take the temperature the other way, I guess. Oh, first, yeah. believe me. Oh, oh. Can, speaking of uh, of things that I thought <laughs> while the movie was going on, that being one of them, the other was I had the best like predictive MST3K moment in the entire thing, where he just goes, "Now it's time for to do what a doctor does best," and I out loud said, oh, yeah. "It's time to golf," and they pan over to golf clubs. It was the most proud moment I've had today. Ooh. So how did that like uh, hacky stereotype ever come to be? I don't. I don't that's a good question. You don't golf. golf. I know golf's awful. I don't. Like, it's not my thing. You do you I, even I, have I'm a pair. Of, do you even have a pair of clubs though? I, no. 
Oh, well, that's, that's shocking. I figure you might have one in the back to, like, you know, if somebody said, hey, let's go do something, you would, like, hit something around but not be very good at it. I used to have a, a, a set of, like, I don't know, seven irons, uh, Putter driver, maybe a, a set of seven irons. What are you talking? <laughs> I got all seven, seven irons. What are you talking? Oh my god! I've got a football bat here. But after <laughs> after ten consecutive home intrusions, I broke all my golf clubs. So now, <laughs> what are you even talking about? I keep the golf the- bag by the door, filled with only sevens for when marauders come. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had the seven irons. I had a two iron, nine iron, four iron. Oh, hand, all, all the hand iron. me the seven. Hand me the seven. <laughs> what What do you think? What do you think, Caddy? What is what, hand what daddy is three wood? <laughs> I think you should use. I think you should use the seven. Is this a ten cup reference right here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clap, snap, whatever. Get another ball, another home intruder. So, so that, I think that's, I, if that's I'm what to this, the guy when it, when he climbs back into the bed, right? Like. They cut yes. it. Yes. They cut it off, right? <laughs> yes. I don't see any of this happen, but he gets in. Hope you have protection, and then yeah, bloody sheet, right? Yeah. It's yeah. So good. The schwanz is gone. <laughs> the stomach it, pump death. I. I think it was. Oh, the man. stomach pump uh, death was so I great. I, I love that she finishes up like like she continues to have her bowl there. He looks at the bowl and goes, "You know what I'm gonna do." Sticks <laughs> her throat and makes it come right back up. It's the exact same liquidy consistency. It's so gross. It's great though. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of that. You you can see the medical horrors or whatever that it's playing with. The kind of like the same horrors that the dentist movie played with in '96 for dentists. You know, for people fear they have a fear of dentists or whatever. They have you know the thermometer under the tongue thing wasn't that big of a deal but i mean with the spike on it you know and then you feel that you don't see any gore in that scene except for a little bit of blood splatter on his face but you feel when he shoves that thing under it's going under her tongue that's that kind of uh pain i guess you yeah. feel like when you see eyeball violence or any sort of you know <laughs> things done to tender organs let's say and I, I know they explain it off like well he's got like an iq you know like this crazy high iq and all that but like he's a crafty dude like some some of these tools he has, like to come straight out of the the mental asylum, you know, to to have these these crafty uh, ways of killing people. And, and well, I imagine that's how he wound up in the mental asylum, as he was doing this, <laughs> or he wanted to do this, and they managed to head him off at the pass, and he hid some stuff behind a tree or something. He breaks out, goes gets his stuff, plays doctor. Well, now they establish that, like, I know we're probably thinking too much about this movie already, but. They established that like he he goes into the the mental hospital like right away like I guess as soon as he busts out of his mom's corpse right <laughs> yeah you're going to the loony bin and uh, I, I love I love the dropped exposition of like a, oh they call him Doctor Giggles but nobody knows why I love the I love stupid crap like that <laughs> oh man <laughs> but why 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 any of it though really that's my question <laughs> why any of it like why did his dad stick him in his mom's corpse. Because I, I think that, how else are you going to prove you're crazy? <laughs> He's smuggling him out, I guess, right? Like, yeah. but why? <laughs> smuggling him out. He wanted to bury his son with his mom. Maybe the kid, maybe the kid saw her in her lingerie once and he crawled in there on his own. Who knows? Yeah, it is kind of like, you know, you could just open up the back door and he'd run right out, right? He could just go yeah. wherever. He doesn't have to be inside the corpse of his <laughs> dead mother. My word hack his way out i mean you saw what he did on all those teddy bears even if they sent him away as a kid he'd have lots of teddy bear practice 
Oh, and at one point, he does have a whole bucket full of hearts, and I kind of wondered, like, what the age was on those hearts for the potential heart transplant. Also, yeah, what they came out of besides humans, because there's there, the one of these said, "Oh, this is too big." That was like a cow's heart or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm hoping there were no actual human hearts in that bucket. That's no, like the the, the goal, Goldilocks and three bears or whatever. Yeah, like, this one's small. This one's <laughs> well. They go. They I go love, to the. I love, I love that his doctor's experience too was like just looking at it, like sizing it up by like yeah. pushing it towards <laughs> oh, the that's, chest. That's, yeah, ninety percent of the the job. <laughs> oh yeah, just uh, <laughs> as long as it fits, you're good to go. That's yeah, close enough. That <laughs> blood that blood pressure cuff kill scene didn't go off the way I thought it would. I like the uh, first of all, I like the thought of it. It's like it's a neat idea because you know if you've had that cuff on and stuff, you know it can get awful tight. Probably not enough to snap your neck and kill you, but uh, I liked how like that you know his face got all veinied up here and everything. But like it could have ended really cool and just kind of. I was thinking so he was just going to straight up blow the dude's head off with it. I was That'd thinking amazing. scanners. I was thinking like scanners level head exploding. Yeah, yeah. I'm slightly <laughs> disappointed with that. No, they had what his like eyes go back about, and that was the air going out. <laughs> what I like best about that scene, though, was just knowing that they had to make that blood pressure cuff. Like somebody's somebody paid their electric bill that month because they made an oversized elect, uh, blood pressure cuff for Dr. Giggles. And that gives me joy. You don't think they don't that, make, that, you don't, I don't know. You no, know, they don't make them that big. You can't get them, I don't know, maybe a veterinary. Well, let me, let me tell you something, Bruce. Uh, if you go to a cardiologist office, uh, <laughs> big enough oh yeah go ahead doc explain that to me adam i'm just saying i've seen some big ones that would go around i will put one around my neck i will show you so <laughs> I will choke it's worth it, it's worth it. Do it. that's your next tiktok adam <laughs> choking myself out with a blood it, it, why are you was... here today why are you here today sir are you having a uh, chest pain nope just to settle a bet where's your blood pressure cuffs <laughs> the weird thing is is i'm doing it in the walmart <laughs> I, I do feel that it was a missed opportunity, though, because that thing, that cuff was so huge. Like, I'm thinking they're going to put it all the way around his or her. I don't remember whether it was a guy or a girl. A guy. All the way, a guy, all the way around his head and, then, you know, but no, it's just around his throat, choke him out. Eh, what do you do with 15 cents to rub together? That's what they do. <laughs> they, they put a leaky air sound in there and go, that's good. Mm-hmm. good that, go. they, they spent some more of the budget on that, uh, POV mouth, which was pretty cool. You know, the tongue depressor. Tongue oh, yeah. depressor There's a reason yeah. that that's like that on the cover awesome. of those things. Cause like it is such yeah. a great, cool shot. It's a great prop. And I like that. There was a full on underground hospital that they just walled off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love it too. Cause that house, it, it's a lot like the TARDIS there uh, where it's gotta be bigger yeah. on the inside because you see the house from the outside that he breaks down the wall. Like you said, it just keeps going way bigger than what the house <laughs> I, if it's all underground, that's a incredible feat of engineering. The but, doctor yeah. is in. Oh, I, I love I love the ridiculousness like that. I know I know they built that house for specifically for the scene where they could blow it up. Like that house was a non you know it wasn't a house they just went in and shot. It was a park in Oregon that they built the exterior of it so they could have it to blow up. Huh. Man, that's that that drives up the budget. I love the uh, true, true. I love that, the that, nose that tongue what's that i love the nosy neighbor uh like when she's coming across with the dog and everything any any kind of uh kravitz-esque neighbor is uh, is always on my list of like great characters to have in something somebody's just like sticking their nose where it shouldn't belong and then gets you know <laughs> did, did you use the mrs kravitz reference reference yeah, yeah. oh man that'll be <laughs> i love it that's great for uh like our uh, sixty plus year old fans. It does. But listen, <laughs> we've got some old fans on this show, and that's you know, I know, we, man. We do well to cater to everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, any kind of uh, other thoughts and stuff where we kind of get down to some of the uh, the nitty-gritty and everything? And I hate to feel like I'm kind of monopolizing the time, but I'm passionate about this film. I just have another question for all you guys, like roundtable style. Do you think this film would have been Im- more embraced? Do you think it would have found a more loyal audience that, say, came out four years earlier, 1988? Hmm. That's a really, really great question. I think that it would have maybe had, well, if you go back a couple years more, maybe 86. Yeah. I think they would have gotten even more gore into it. The MPAA would have let more fly. And I think more people would have been talking, or if they had just released it unrated in in 1992, that uh, there would be more people talking about it had that gore not been cut. And I would love to see, I don't know what happened to it. I I assume that it's gone forever, or they would have probably released a unrated version of it by this point. But uh, but yeah, I I would love to have seen that if it, all the gore that they had to take out from the MPAA, I think, would have definitely made more people be talking about it today. Yeah, I'd echo that. Uh, 80s were a great year for horror. Um, and, yeah, I, I would echo that with, uh, um, yeah, 1986. I mean, that, I'd, I'd go back, you know, if you want to go back six years. Um, I think it would have, uh, you know, definitely got more love. If, it, uh, it would, yeah, it would have packed more of a punch. Yeah. That's for sure. What you're saying is Larry Drake fever would have started earlier. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. I've already got it. <laughs> I never lost it. <laughs> There's no vaccine for that one. No yeah. can do. Uh, well, let's do this, shall we? Connections. All right, Donnie, you got some connections for a look. There's enough yeah, so, uh, it, I mean, you know, you guys are, uh, or your audience is, you know, may kind of be new to us and what we do. But uh, uh, one of the things that we do on our uh, All-American Spook Show is we take the current film and we connect it to past Spook Show episodes. It's good because um, it let everybody kind of uh, in on what you guys have kind of previously done in the past. Give them a reason to go check yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah, so on the uh, for Doctor Giggles on the cast side, unfortunately, we don't have any uh, um, any connections on the on the cast side, but the crew side we do. Uh, Howard Berger uh, was part oh, of yeah. the makeup uh, special effects crew. Uh, he was also in a past Spook Show episode of uh, The Green Inferno, Annabelle. Oh wow! Uh, the House of Wax remake from two thousand five. Boo! <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> and Invasion USA. So uh, four past Spook Show connections. And one of the founding members of K&B, so you, can, you don't get bigger than that. Yeah. Founding members of what? K&B. K&B effects? Oh, okay. I thought that was yeah. like that. I was thinking of that like cafeteria chain in the Carolinas. <laughs> I thought you said A&P. <laughs> He's the manager at the A&P. You know that. Uh, even more dated reference. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Oh, that's it. All right, then, uh, I believe. All right, so, uh, Willie, how many people die in this bad boy? uh, I mean, this number could honestly be all over the place because, uh, you know, you have a bunch of dead people in the background, you have dead people in flashbacks. Uh, it could be. It looks to me like as few as 19, as much as 27. Um, 
And that's if you want to include the wife dying, dying of heart disease at the beginning of the movie. But we got uh, uh, Dr. Phillips with uh, uh, being cut with the scalpel and uh, heart being removed, the receptionist killed, uh, mental institution uh, employee uh, getting the throat slit with the scalpel. Uh, somebody got <laughs> injected in the back with a, a, a trotter. Uh, got injected in the back through a keyhole. Uh, I'm assuming the same thing happened to Lee, his girlfriend. Uh, Ellen got the nasal probe. Diane impelled through the mouth with the thermometer. Mm. He got Stu with his genitals cut off. Oh, you know. Uh, Tamara, uh, stomach ripped apart. Uh, Corrine suffocated against a wall. Uh, Officer Hank uh, stabbed in the back um, with a scalpel. Dr. Chamberlain strangled. Uh, let's see, Officer Job um, had his back sliced open with a bone saw. Uh, had a couple of medical staff's uh, throat slit. Uh, a nurse uh, was pulled away and killed. Anesthesiologist was stabbed. And then uh, Dr. Gables himself, who was electrocuted. Poor Dr. I love Gables. how nonchalantly you are with all these horrible deaths sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, they died of asphyxiation or whatever. I'm impressed that you, oh, like, captured, I'm impressed you captured everybody's name. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you, other than the titular character, I couldn't tell you anybody's name in this movie. They're like, there's Giggles in it. There's Giggles involved. Uh, all right, now on to the professor. <laughs> Gore score. Ah. Tell them what the gore score is and what we got. Oh, yes. I, and I guess like, like Donnie was saying, too, since uh, this might be new, new to your listeners as far as how we do things, uh, the gore score is, for those who don't know, based on uh, Chaz Balin, the, the late horror columnist, horror writer. He came up with the gore score of a 0 to 10 on the splatter scale, so to speak. So uh, that's what the gore score is, and that's my homage to Chaz Balin. Uh, so for this movie... As we had mentioned, you know, it, it's got its moments of splatter in there, and, but as we also talked about, MPAA kind of forced the uh, the creators to gut some of the movie, uh, no pun intended, or or pun intended maybe. But uh, what you're left with is some some still some decent splatter scenes, but something that probably would have gotten a higher rating had, like I said, had it been unrated or if that unrated footage ever shows up and gets released uh, at some point. I'd love to see that. But, uh, the the one major kill we talked about. It's probably the goriest would be, and for some reason, like I said, wasn't it was the money shot of the movie when it talk, when we're talking about splatter, was a kid cutting his way out of his mom's corpse. Uh, that definitely, I don't know, I don't know why that one's not talked about more. I forgot about it even. I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and I'd forgotten about that scene until I came up. I'm like, damn, it's pretty damn graphic, especially considering what they had to cut out. I guess that was the one thing they let them keep in there, uh, of the goriest thing they let them keep in. Uh, you have the, the the thermometer spike in the tongue, but that wasn't so much gore in that as you just kind of feel the pain of it. Yeah. Uh, some there was some medical thing like the very opening shot when he's in the asylum and he's he's doing the uh, surgery, quote unquote. Uh, and then he's got all the uh, mental patients that he had let out <laughs> were his observers, right? Yeah. Uh, so that scene when he's doing that impromptu surgery or whatever it is, uh, you know, there's a little bit a little bit of open chest surgery or whatever going on there. So there's a little bit of gore there as well. Uh, a lot of it though was the aftermath too. Like you see the, I thought it was pretty funny the uh, the bodies, the corpses, his his prior kills that he had set up in the uh, waiting room of his 
underground basement hospital with uh, all kind of different various chest wounds and things he had done to them. So uh, overall, I think I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to land on a six, I believe. All right, six, like I said, if the unrated version ever pops up, it could definitely raise that bar. But I think a six is, uh, is would good. It, would, would it put you too much on the spot to ask for an example of a 10, a movie that you'd give a 10? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, what was it on the show? I'm trying to, we've done a few on the show that I, that I gave a 10 to, I believe. That, was yeah. it Terrifier gave a 10? Terrifier, yep. Terrifier. I feel like Dead Alive's got to be up there, right? Would Bloodsucking Freaks get a 10? Yeah, blood, we haven't done that on the show yet. And Josh can attest to this because I know Josh has seen it. <laughs> that would definitely be a 10. <laughs> brain dead, uh, also, well, here's another thing, too. The breakdown. What's that? Brain Dead? Would Brain Dead be uh, as far as Gore goes? Yeah, the, the, the Peter Jackson? Yeah. Dead Alive? Brain dead? Dead yeah. Alive, yeah. yeah. The, the more yeah. recent examples we've had is uh, our uh, Deathgasm from oh, 2015. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And uh, the Evil Dead, from you know the original yep, from anyone. Now, Grindhouse Gutter, that new show you talked about, that we it's a little t- twelve to fifteen minute video series we have on YouTube. That one, uh, I did the first episode we did with Cannibal Holocaust. So that is, if you could give it, a 20, I would say, yeah, twenty. Yeah. If you were out of twenty ten, I'd give it a twenty. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, there's certain things that have like we haven't broken this down yet because we haven't on the actual podcast we haven't done too many of the what you might call mean spirited type. Splatter movies like Cannibal Holocaust or like uh, I Spit on Your Grave and those those types of movies where some sometimes the gore is, is of course way over the top but sometimes the gore is not so up there but like I Spit on Your Grave the gore you can think about it there's not a whole shitload of actual oh sorry <laughs> let one slip <laughs> there's not a whole uh, lot of gore in there but there's moments where you're like I mean it's just messed up you know what happens to another so there's a certain leeway when it comes to stuff that's like just messed up, mean spirited, versus good, fun, splattery gore like Evil Dead or Reanimator, etc. You know, not too bad. All right, before we get to our final uh, review here at everything, we got to figure out how this throwback horror jam relates back one to one with Sylvester Stallone. Why? Thank you, Adam. I have a prepared statement. Oh, hello, Mister Stallone. This week's connection to you is Patrick Cronin. He's the actor who plays Sheriff Harper in the movie Dr. Giggles. Now, Mr. Stallone, Patrick Cronin has been working in in the industry for a very long time. His first major role, he was a day player on a show called Big John, Little John way back in 1976. I had never heard of the show, so I did some half-assed internet research. And here's the show's premise. A middle-aged school teacher transforms into a 12-year-old boy at inopportune moments. (laughs) It lasted one season. Now, there's two important things to remember about this show. One, the main character magically transforms into a boy because he found the fountain of youth on a trip to Florida. (laughs) Number two, when he transforms into a boy, the boy is played by the same actor who played Cousin Oliver, which makes this show sound more like a monkey's paw type of situation than wish fulfillment. Now, I went to the best source for unbiased, well-written essays for television series, the IMDb User Reviews. And today's review comes from someone who used their real name. Boomers, why do you keep using your real name? So... I'm not going to say his name here, but his review is entitled Big John, Little John, Monster Squad, McDuff the Talking Dog. 
He writes, these were a period of Saturday morning I will never forget. <laughs> Apparently, there was a wish to bring back real-life shows and try to downplay the appeal for animation. These were hokey. But Big John and Little John was pretty good to a 10-year-old. Funniest moment I can recall was Big John transforming while wearing a suit of armor for a costume party, and his wife had to hurry the nosy neighbor out the door, then get the armor on the couch. She's screaming, John, John, as she yanks off the helmet, and there is no head. They found little John halfway down. I would die if I saw this again. End quote. <laughs> what do you mean by this name redacted because you used your actual name like a clueless boomer? Do you mean that you think it's the funniest thing you've ever seen on a TV show? Or did you mean that you made a pact with Satan and that you would live forever in the body of a 10-year-old as long as you never watched the suit of armor scene from Big John Little John again? Because I have to say, that's a pretty good deal as someone who has watched a lot of TV over the course of my life and having never heard of Big John, Little John, you did pretty good for yourself. But to get back to this week's Stallone connection, Patrick Cronin, he's been a working actor for a very long time. And in 1990, he worked with you on the movie Rocky Five, or as I like to call it, Very Sad Rocky, because it bravely answers the question, what if Rocky was a loser? Patrick Cronin plays Dr. Rimlin, who is either the doctor who informs Rocky he has severe brain damage, or he's the doctor who informs Rocky that his wife is dying of cancer. I can't remember. I haven't seen the movie in 30 years. It might even be the same doctor. I don't remember. <laughs> but there it is, Mr. Stallone. This week's Stallone Connection. This is the third episode I've been directly sending you correspondence, so I hope to hear from you soon. Your pal, Sweet Shanzi from the Internet. Well, over here at Here Movie Podcast, we have our own patented Robin rating system, whereas you guys over at the AA Spook Show also have uh, just a uh, regular old star rating system with a whole bunch of integrals in them. Let's see if we can combine our uh, powers Voltron style here and see what each of our systems ranks up together. Let's start with you, Josh. Since I've, I've, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start since I'm doing both here. Uh, for me... I, listen, I had enough fun with this for exactly what it was supposed to be. Uh, I wasn't wild and crazy about it, but it, there was enough that uh, it, really it's Larry Drake. It's Larry Drake. Larry Drake's the reason to watch this movie. And if you, yep. you know, we, we've seen enough movies with him in it. And like as much as we kind of, you know, I, I jab and, you know, laugh a little bit. He's the reason that you watch this stuff. Without him, it kind of really all falls apart. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go Damian Wayne right there in the middle. That's a, I'll call it for uh, 3.25 stars in the AA Spook Show uh, uh, canon there and everything. Um, Josh, what about you? We lost Josh. Uh, oh. he actually, well, Josh um, is dead. He killed himself because yeah, he, we checked our pockets. He knew this is, yeah, check your pockets <laughs> for Josh, please. See if you can find him. Yeah, he's, be there. Having, uh, he's having some Then we'll leave it to Donnie. Mm. Donnie, what do you think? Oh man. What's your this star is, rating uh, and we'll make a and we'll make a Robin rating out of that for you? Yeah, I'm gonna you know, this was enjoyable enough to where, you know, um I'm gonna I'm gonna go two and a quarter. Um I like it enough to, you know, for that. And you know, it, it I mean, obviously it doesn't take itself too seriously. It was made to be funny. It is, uh, but it also kind of to me kind of works again against it, you know, uh, 
But yeah, two and a quarter is where I'm at. Okay, two and a quarter. I'd call that a uh, that's a that's a, a high Stephanie Brown. Yeah, not, not too bad. High Stephanie Brown. Not too bad. Yeah. Sean, what do you got? I'm a high Stephanie Brown as well, and I would say two and a quarter star. You know the the problem the the biggest problem with this movie because as as we all now know, I am a Larry Drake stan. But I think that the big problem I have with this movie is the stuff that they started doing with Freddy later on in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies where, like, he's, like, he keeps telling, like, all he ever does is tell jokes by the end of those that series. And it's just the lamest, not fun thing in the world. And, and Dr. Giggles seems to get there in the first movie. And so, <laughs> for me, that's why it's sort of, like, it, that's why it's so lowly rated. I, I, I like I, I love Larry Drake, but he is literally the only reason to see this movie. If it went to a sequel and he had to get even bigger, it would just be become the mask. I think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Willie, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with a, a two for me. Um, it, it's funny if I could break this movie into two halves, I'd say the first half would probably be closer to a three. I mean, with the um, the rebirth scene. Uh, you know, some of the one-liners are funny, you know, and it's supposed to be, you know, a uh, comedy horror. Yeah, a little cool. But, it, you know, very much, you know, like everybody else has said, uh, as the movie goes on, it's uh, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So I'm going to go with a two for the overall movie. All right, Stephanie Brown again. Uh, Smoke, what do we got? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of echo some of the same sentiments. sentiments. Larry Drake is awesome in it. Uh, Although some of the dialogue, as, as has also been mentioned, is uh, some are hit and miss of the one-liners. A lot of miss. <laughs> Especially the last line he has, which I believe is, what is there a doctor in the house? I kind of <laughs> like that. It's stupid and it's terrible, but that's why I liked uh, it, it, because it was stupid and terrible. You know, you know it's coming. Like, as soon as he says the first, like even almost before the first word comes out, if you've never seen it, you can almost guess what he's going to say. But as soon as the first word comes out, and then he draws it out. <laughs> I mean, it, it has its charm, but it's definitely... You know, it's, it's cringe, but it's funny cringe. Yeah. Uh, the gore, like I, as I've mentioned, and and everybody's talked about too, is uh, I just wish they'd been able to have an unrated cut of it. I think I'd get I'd give it a little bit higher rating. I think if I could see the uncut version of it, because I think that's one of the draws that would have, as you mentioned, if it had been made six years earlier in the mid '80s, it would have been there, and uh, I think it would it would have upped the ante for me, uh, the score a little bit more. So uh, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna land on. Two and a half. Two and a half. On, the, on our show meter. All right. Little, little, so pretty pretty Stephanie Brown's all around here. Not too not too bad. Now, but. How many stars does the spook show use? Five or four? We use four, uh, five. five. Sorry. Good, good, good. Okay. Just making sure I'm tracking those ratings. Yeah. I was about, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It takes it up a bit. I think we may have also kind of like, uh, you know, tipped the hat as to how the Robin rating system works. <laughs> Maybe just a tiny little, you never know. Very similar to five star. Uh, but it's it's more fun because it's, uh, it's our own stupid thing. It makes everybody go like, what again? What is this? Is this a dumb Why are you thing? wasting our time with this Robin thing? That doesn't, I, we did have like, was it who? I don't know if it was Dr. Dan do. It was somebody that just goes like, well, this is just dumb. And we're like, well, you are right. It is dumb. But that's what we do here at Here Movie Podcast. And uh, we'll talk about what we're doing in the next week in just a minute. Uh, guys, tell us more about All Americans Book Show Podcast. Adam, would you like my rating? By oh, chance? did I skip you? There's 8 yeah. million people on this show. I'm so sorry, Bruce. <laughs> I just didn't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if people are like, we don't really need Bruce. This felt like the, this felt like a Wayans Brothers uh, you know, reunion over here. There's, there's a billion. Go, go ahead, Bruce. I'm so sorry. Yes. I apologize. Well, 
I want to be realistic. I mean, I had a lot of fun talking about it and stuff, but I'm going to be realistic. The movie is not perfect, but it's darn close. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Tim Drake. I, honestly, I have, I have no notes for this, for the people who made this movie. I wouldn't change a thing. I think they got it. I think they nailed it. It's a shame that we didn't get a lot of sequels because I would have liked to see like Dr. Giggle six, Larry Drake in space, you know, because I kind of would have liked to see Larry Drake in a astronaut's costume, killing people on a space station, pretending to be their NASA assigned doctor or something. He's the new hologram doctor on Voyager. Oh, man, it's I just Dr. It. Drake. And then he kill is everybody. I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. But, so I would give it a, a Tim Drake for Larry Drake. You know, why not? Tim <laughs> Tim Drake, Drake, Larry Drake for Larry out. Drake. And I would give it three and three quarter stars. Very nice. All right. Now, uh, and I'm going to say Josh will feel the exact same way. That's just a guess, and uh, that's that's what we're going with. And uh, if he says otherwise, we'll, we won't note it anywhere. But oh, he know. just texted me. He said five stars plus Dick Grayson. Five stars plus Dick Grayson. All right. Well, it's it's there, folks. It is his favorite movie of 2022 so far. Uh, the reason he left is he ran out to get his Larry Drake tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get another one. Uh, guys, uh, America Spook Show, all America Spook Show podcast. Uh, what do you guys got coming up soon? Oh, uh, let's see what we got. I'm, I'm not prepared for this. Uh, yeah, our, our <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that honcho drops off and just goes like, yeah. you got the ball now, yeah, sucker, run. Um, let's see, what episode is this? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, we release, um, let's see, we release every... Let's see, every week uh, at 6 p.m. East, um, every Monday uh, at 6 p.m. East, uh, every every week, uh, every, let's see, that's, um, shit, I am not prepared. For yeah, anyways, but yeah, the biggest thing is that they can go anywhere. We'll leave all the links for your show notes and everything uh, in, yeah. in our stuff, and uh, we'll give you all of our links and stuff as well. We'll and, share and all of was what was the episode you were on? I think that'd be a great place for our listeners to go next to check out the feed over there. Which oh. episode of All American Spook Show was it? Camp Blood. Which which one did we do, it Donnie? It was the one camp. where the it it was definitely part of the camp series. It was the one where they went to like Romania or something like that, mm. where all the kids were drinking the water at the end. Smoke. It was summer camp, 2015 summer camp. Summer camp. One. You know what? It there was summer camp, 2015. There's too many. Yeah, they were so all, like you said, there's 58 movies called summer camp. So, yeah, go look up the movie <laughs> summer camp over at the A's book show. That's the yeah, one that, that I'm on. episode 119. There you go. Uh, that is it, everybody. Uh, join us next week when, oh, Lord of mercy, uh, HMP is headed back Black to Adam. the theater and watching Black Adam. Uh, whether we like it or not, it's going to be a thing that we're going to be seeing next week. So uh, we'll stay tuned for all of that good stuff. That is it, everybody. Join HMP next week for Black Adam and all of those guys for Sweet Shawns and Kovacs from the Internet, Bruce Leslie, Josh, Donnie, Professor Spoke, and even Will. My name is Adam Fortress. Stay super, everybody. Bye, Marty and Evie. Time goes slowly, but carries on. Look, that was fun and all, but... It's just too much to loan for me to keep up with week after week after week. All right, I get it. I get it. I mean, okay, so what do you say we do this all again next year? Let's get these shows separated and we'll talk. Ugh. Yeah, all right, there. Finally separated again. Not a moment too soon. Hey, what's that smell? See you, sucker. <laughs>